This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It is 6.04. We have some patchy fog, and where you run into that fog, it may be fairly thick. 51 degrees right now. We have mostly cloudy conditions in the forecast for today, along with a 70% chance of showers and thunderstorms and a high only near 70. Vestal police are investigating an incident in which a car crashed into a medical building overnight. Firefighters, police, and medics were called to the Lourdes Vestal Medical Center on Shippers Road shortly after midnight after a Kia sedan crashed into the building. Authorities were informed of possible entrapment and injury. Emergency services officials say the driver was taken to the hospital with unspecified injuries and code enforcement was called in to inspect the building. There was front-end damage to the vehicle. It's not known how much damage there may have been to the building. Broome County Sheriff's officials say investigators got lucky when a suspect in an armed robbery at a Marabito store in Kirkwood earlier this month left his phone at the scene. 19-year-old Jamar Gilmore of Endicott is charged with felony robbery and menacing in connection with the June 2nd incident at the, in the town of Kirkwood. Detective Sergeant John Harder says Gilmore was taken into custody on Riverside Drive in Westover. During the robbery, a man pointed a gun at a clerk at the Marabito store on Upper Court Street and demanded money. Harder says the cash and the weapon used in the heist have not been recovered. He says surveillance video played a key role in the investigation, along with the fact that Gilmore left his phone at the scene. Gilmore is being held in the Broome County Jail. After being shut down due to the pandemic last year, the Great New York State Fair is not only going to welcome visitors in August, but it'll be 100% open and is going to have a longer run than ever. The fair is scheduled for August 20th through September 6th at the State Fairgrounds outside of Syracuse, operating at 100% capacity. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo was in Syracuse yesterday to make the announcement. All the buildings, all the events, it will be the great New York State Fair that we are all so proud of. Uh, And uh, this is, I am so excited about this because the fair is such a beautiful representative of the state and especially upstate New York. Cuomo says while all the buildings will be open, some with additional vendors, there could be some indoor capacity restrictions dependent on state health guidelines. Before last year's shutdown, the state fair had been making raking in record crowds and revenues, and the state had made substantial investments recently in improving the fairgrounds and the fairgoing experience. Cuomo says the fair brings in over a million visitors, not only from New York, but from 28 states and six countries, translating into $100 million in economic Economic activity. The Democrat says the reopening announcement is the result of continuing improvement in the coronavirus infection rate, where the positivity rate had been at 2% when there had been a guidance for announced for reopening the fair. That rate is now at 0.4%, allowing the rules to change to 100% occupancy. Republicans who control Pennsylvania's legislature are looking to voter referendums to get around Governor Tom Wolf and make policy that the governor cannot block with his veto. 
Republicans have newly unveiled a proposed constitutional amendment to expand Pennsylvania's existing voter identification requirements. Republicans also plan to introduce another proposal to repeal Pennsylvania's expansive mail-in voter law. Governor Wolf, a Democrat, has vowed to oppose both, seeing them as attacks on voting access. Democrats see Republicans as being emboldened by last month's voter approvals of two Republican-penned proposals to expand the lawmakers' powers over a governor's disaster emergency declarations. However, law professors say using a constitutional amendment to change the law is highly unusual. A Bradford County, Pennsylvania couple is charged with child endangerment after their two toddler sons were found wandering around the trailer park where they live naked with feces on them. Pennsylvania State Police say they were called by neighbors who said they tried for a half hour but were unable to contact the parents of the two- and three-year-olds. 32-year-old Chastity Howard and 29-year-old Brandon Phillips were found by troopers in their mobile home. They said they were sleeping while the boys were outside at around 10.30 Saturday morning but did not know how long the toddlers were wandering around the trailer park unattended. Howard and Phillips were sent to the Bradford County Jail on $15,000 bail. A news release from the state police did not say what happened to the children. It's 6.09 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF. Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Bins off a check. That elbow from Weber came up hot. Hold it again. Shoots. Score! On the left side, Nick Holden pinched in below the dock. He found an opening from a sharp angle left wing side. Nick Holden with two goals in as many games. Vegas has a three-goal lead. And they wound up winning 4-1. to one. Vegas did. The uh, Montreal Canadiens came down to earth on Monday, dropping game one of the Stanley Cup semifinal series with the Golden Knights in Las Vegas. Tonight, the Islanders will uh, go be in. They were in Tampa. They're going to be in Tampa again tonight. Game two of the series. Islanders up 1-0 in that semifinal playoff matchup. Atlanta Hawks have turned their Eastern Conference semifinals into the best of three. The Hawks even the series at two games apiece with a comeback win over the 76ers, 103-100. to Clippers beat Utah, 118-104, to knot that up at two apiece. And uh, we're talking about injuries and what's going on with uh, Kyrie and with James, Coach Steve Nash. Uh, no update on uh, James, but uh, Kai had an MRI. Sprained ankle and is out tomorrow. All right. So sprained ankle. Don't know. He's not going to be playing, though, in the next game, which I think is tonight, isn't it? So uh, there you have that. Let's switch to baseball. Yankees didn't play yesterday. Boston, Cleveland, Tampa Bay, Detroit, Oakland, Seattle, all winners over in the National League. The New York Mets. David Peterson pitching one hit ball over six scoreless innings for his first win in two months. The Mets beat the Cubs. 5-2 Five to two for the first time in exactly four years. Five two victory over the Cubbies. Washington, Colorado, St. Louis, Cincinnati, San Francisco, and the Dodgers. All winners. Trainer Bob Baffert is sued in federal court to get his suspension by the New York Racing Association lifted. Hall of Famer was suspended in May by the NYRA 
after Kentucky Derby winner Medina Spirit failed a post-race drug test. Baffert publicly acknowledged that Medina Spirit tested positive for a banned substance, but said in his lawsuit that he was suspended without any prior notice by the NYNRA and also argues the organization did not specify durations or terms of the suspension and did not accuse him of violating any New York State law or regulation. NYRA said it took the action to protect the integrity of the sport. Person with direct knowledge of the decision says New York Jets wide receiver Jamison Crowder agreed to a renegotiated deal that will keep him with the team through this season. Crowder was due to make $10 million this year. The Eagles have agreed to terms with quarterback Nick Mullins, a 26-year-old. The 26-year-old Mullins spent his first four seasons with the 49ers, going 5-11 and and 16 starts. Mullins joins Jalen Hurts and Joe Flacco on Philadelphia's roster. And that is a look at sports. WNBF First News Time, 613. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Some patchy fog around the area this morning. You may experience some of that on your commute. There'll be some paving going on throughout the area. Old Newark Valley Road, Nanticoke Drive, Sanford Road, and some milling and sealing in Old Route 17. Also, mowing, brush cut, cutting, striping. And all kinds of road work being done throughout the summer as well, so you may approach some of that. No accidents to report this morning. It looks pretty good right now as your morning commute unfolds. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast. Patchy morning fog, mostly cloudy today. Chance of showers and thunderstorms and a high near 70. Partly cloudy tonight, low around 50. Sunshine Wednesday through Friday, high near 70 for tomorrow. Mid-70s Thursday and near 80 on Friday. Then partly sunny chance of an afternoon shower or thunderstorm Saturday. The highs are going to be near 80. First day of summer, Sunday, mostly sunny, a high near 80. And right now, we're at 53 degrees. This is WNBF's First News Binghamton, getting you up to date with what you may have missed. Doug Mosher along with Kathy White. Good morning, and we'll check the date book coming. It's Doug's Date Book on News Radio 1290, WNBF. June 15th. Back in, you know, I had the song in my head this morning. I swear to you when I was coming into work, because I think I heard it in a movie recently, but I had the song in my head, and lo and behold, this was released on this day in 1963 Sukiyaki by Caillou Sakamoto. You know that this was the first Japanese song ever to go to number one in the U.S., and I don't know if another one has since. 1963. How about that, huh? It's uh, translated as, I look up as I walk. Sukiyaki. Kayu Sakamoto, 1963. 1964, Peter and Gordon arrived for their first U.S. tour in the United States. And in 1965, Bob Dylan released this classic. Columbia Records, Bob Dylan, 1965, released Like a Rolling Stone. 1966, the Beatles released Yesterday and Today with its controversial butcher sleeve, a photo of the Beatles surrounded by bloody baby doll parts. Cover was changed to a more conventional photo, and the butcher version became a collector's item. Some people actually have that version. 1992, Bruce Springsteen kicked off a summer tour in Stockholm. It was his first tour without the E Street Band, probably a, a crowd of boos as well, because... 
the E Street Band, man. You got to have the E Street Band with Bruce. Singer Ruby Nash Garnet of Ruby and the Romantics, 87 today. Singer Steve Walsh of the group Kansas is 70. Country singer Terry Gibbs, 67. Actor Jim Belushi is 67 today. Julie Haggerty, actress, is 66. Helen Hunt is 58. Actress Courtney Cox from Friends, 57. Rapper, actor Ice Cube is 52. Leah Romani from uh, Romini from King of Queens is 51 today. Doogie Hauser, Neil Patrick Harris, also on How I Met Your Mother, 48 today. Those are the famous folks that are celebrating with us on this 15th day of June. First News Binghamton presents The Lighter Side with Doug and Kathy on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And a good morning to you. Uh, today is June 15th, and it is, that's on the other side of here, National Nature Photography Day, National Prune Day, Smile Power Day, Global Wind Day. Lots of global wind over here in the studio. How you doing, Kathy, on that that's side? The nature photography thing. Yeah? I try my best. Yeah, you know. Mainly now, do bird pictures. <laughs> you know, it's... The bird it, feeder's right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird nowadays. Uh, you know, you try to explain. Kids can't wrap their head around the fact that back in the day, back in our day, you had to take pictures and send them to the drugstore for a week and then go back and pick them up. Or the the, the photo hut. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then half the time it would come back and there would be a picture of your thumb or something. You know, yeah. like, And you, you did, uh, wasted a lot of film and didn't know exactly. And I remember I shot a wedding. Uh, my one and only foray into wedding photography. Boy, that's a tough gig. Yeah. Long day. Yes, yes, it is. And I, I was carrying three cameras. Mm-hmm. I had, I, I like my just good old-fashioned 35-millimeter film camera. I had one loaded with color film, one loaded black and white. I love shooting black and white. And I had a digital camera, and I called the digital camera my instant gratification camera. <laughs> But yeah, that was that was a long day. There's a lot of pressure on you. I mean, I even DJing weddings. I've done lots of weddings. You know, there's pressure because it's a special day for people. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. And well, we we actually we have a wedding coming up. That's the first, second, second, second wedding of now post COVID for uh, our little group. And uh, but it's it's. Yeah, it's 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 been a while, but I kind of it takes two people really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one is kind of a coordinator, while the one is playing the music, the other one's running around chasing people down. Yeah, you have to line people up to introduce them. You got to get them ready. Are you going to cut the cake? Are you going to have your first dance? Are you going to do? You know, and there, and yeah. the thing is with the Make bride sure and the groom, the photographer's not in the bathroom when they're ready to do like exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and the bride and groom, you know, it's their big day, but they're kind of overwhelmed. So you kind of yeah, got to take them by and, the hand. And a lot of the stuff they don't think about, you know. Yeah. At, but you know what is can be? I mean, some of them, I'm not going to say poo-poo for everybody. Some wedding planners are really a pain. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's their thing. They're wedding planners, and that's what they do. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, we've been doing this whole shebang for, for a very, very long time. The most... Crazy, weird thing, I think, that ever happened at a reception. We were at a fire hall. I want to say it was like in Shenango County. Maybe it was Tompkins County. Yeah. But it was hot. And the aunt had made the wedding cake for the couple. Mm Mm-hmm. Aunt had very good intentions of making a huge, huge wedding cake, but did not understand the structural 
aspects of making a wedding cake uh-huh. and it was a hot day too and the weight of the upper layers of the cake were crushing the lower layers of the cake well before anyone was supposed to arrive at the reception Uh-oh. and i went diving across the reception hall to grab the cake with my hands before it all fell over and then the three of us to take it, get it into the kitchen and lift the top layers off and put it in pieces in the refrigerator. The bride never even knew that the cake was supposed to be like twice as big. Oh, so, yeah, well, you know what? You saved the cake. You saved the day for them. That was, my hands smelled like buttercream ice (laughs) the rest of the day. I mean, no amount of washing my hands would get that smell. Wedding horror stories. Isn't that something? I did a wedding one time. It was I was out in one of the outlying areas. It was a real hot day, and they had the air conditioning on. <laughs> and uh, the the door was I don't know what it was. The atmospheric conditions, folks, were just right that day. The floor of the reception hall frosted. People were falling on their butts everywhere. They couldn't dance. It was horrible. I've never, to this day, ever experienced anything like that before. That's funny. We'll have to swap some more stories later. <laughs> <laughs> Wedding horror stories. Tales from... <laughs> funny thing is, a lot of the horror stories, the bride never even knows. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing. Is And, and I've always... And I know you agree with me. When you, when you do weddings for people, part of your job is to kind of help them through the day because yeah. they're very busy. They're overwhelmed. So you want to make sure the photographer is ready. You want to make sure the guests are lined up. You want to make sure that uh, what they want is right. You know, the songs they need and different things. So, yeah. And, and then so, do you ever have them where they'll say, no chicken dance? Yeah. And then, and then pe- somebody inevitably, oh, they've got yeah. it. No, no, you got it, got it. At that point, you say, take it up with the bride. Yeah, that's what I always say. The bride and groom have requested no chicken dance. If they change their minds, you bring the bride over to tell me because right. I don't trust you to. <laughs> All right. I always say, they're paying me. I'm, <laughs> I'm yeah, going right. to do what they want. Right. They're the boss. <laughs> All right. Wedding horror stories. And it is National Accordion Awareness Month, so be aware of accordions at your wedding. Oh, I've got to tell Bill Flynn then. All right. <laughs> Okay, we'll check in with Kathy coming up in just a couple minutes, too. Right now, it's time for A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta, presented by UHS. A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Forget about you. Is your pet ready for you to go back to the office? I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. We've all gotten used to some pretty different routines over the last year. So have our pets. Experts we talked to said before you return to work, start by leaving your cat or dog home for just a few hours at a time to get used to you being out of the house. Maybe your good boy or girl has gotten used to more walks every day. See if you can keep those, even if it's just one extra walk before you leave in the morning or when you get home in the evening. An added bonus, the extra exercise is good for your health, too. Now, last but not least, leave some distractions around the house. Maybe some extra toys on the floor. Maybe leave the TV or radio on. Don't forget, we need our pets just as much as they need us. They really are man's best friend. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. Wounded Warrior Project was created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war, whether those scars are physical or mental. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind. Ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. 
Panera favorites are hot and ready to serve for dinner. Taste our creamy mac and cheese served in a crispy bread bowl. Or the classic bacon turkey bravo featuring our signature sauce. How about our new mouth-watering chipotle chicken and bacon flatbread pizza? These and other favorites are waiting for you. Order dinner tonight for delivery or pickup. Only at Panera. Availability and price. Join Bob Joseph weekday mornings 9 till noon for Binghamton Now. Interesting guests around the community, along with your comments and opinions on News Radio 1290. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 51 degrees, reports of fog and mist around the region. Keep that in mind as you're traveling early this morning. Mostly cloudy later today, a 70% chance of showers and thunderstorms, and a high near 70. President Joe Biden appears to be on the cusp of ending a long-running dispute with the European Union over airline subsidies. The major breakthrough in the U.S.-EU relationship could come tomorrow or rather today, on the eve of the highly anticipated council uh, with meeting with President Russian President Vladimir Putin. Biden meets today with European Council President Charles Michel and European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen, where he is to discuss the U.S.-EU relations and his upcoming meeting with the Russian president. The Biden administration laying out a new strategy today to combat domestic terrorism. Domestic terrorism now represents the biggest threat to national security, and the U.S. is going to try to stop it through better information sharing, thwarting online recruitment, and disrupting activity before there's any violence. The new strategy aims to stop foreign influence campaigns, reduce extremist material online, and train members of the military who might be targeted for radicalization. The strategy makes no calls to change any laws, only assess whether current ones are adequate. And the document is candid about the headwinds, including structural racism, polarization, and ready access to firearms. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. WMBF First News Time 632. An Endicott man is guilty of felony weapon possession charges for a shooting incident at a home on East Main Street in the village a year ago. Antonio Goodman was found guilty this week in Broome County Court of two counts of criminal possession of a weapon for the shooting on June 2nd of last year where a 26-year-old man was shot in the chest during an evening argument. Prosecutors say the shooting was linked to a dispute that occurred earlier in the day. 44-year-old Antoine Goodman, Antonio's brother, pleaded guilty last September to criminal weapon possession for discharging an illegal firearm in the incident. He's serving an eight-year sentence at the state prison in Elmira. Antonio Goodman is scheduled to be sentenced in August. Investigators have not listed yet a cause of a fire in a garage next to a home on the west side of Binghamton yesterday. Crews arriving on the scene on Clark Street between Gary and Catherine Streets Shortly after 10.30 yesterday morning, reported that building fully involved in flames. Houses around the garage were being cleared out, and Clark Street was closed.
closed between Gary and College Streets for a while. The fire was reported to be contained to the garage within 15 minutes. Early reports from the scene indicate a person was being evaluated for smoke inhalation, but the injury is not believed to be serious. People who use Broom Transit can get a free ride on the bus if they show proof they got a vaccination against COVID-19 between now and July 14th. BC Transit is one of six public transportation providers outside of New York City, partnering with New York State to offer unlimited seven-day public transportation passes. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo made the announcement yesterday saying, quote, anyone who receives their first doses of Pfizer or Moderna or the single-dose Johnson & Johnson vaccine at any provider in New York State between June 15th and July 14th and presents proof of vaccination at a participating transportation redemption center no later than July 14th will receive an unlimited seven-day public transportation pass for a participating provider's transit network. Cuomo is pushing his goal of getting 70% of adult New Yorkers with at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine in order to be able to lift the majority of restrictions that were put in place to try to curb the spread of the coronavirus. As of yesterday's update, New York was tantalizingly close at 69.9%. Broome County's Department of Motor Vehicles Satellite Office in Harpersville is back in business by appointment. After being closed for the pandemic, other DMV offices in Binghamton and Endicott resumed their appointments walk-in service by the end of March. Saturday hours at the Endicott DMV have resumed and the weekly satellite offices in Conklin, Whitney Point and Windsor reopened when those town halls resumed public access. Broome County Clerk Joseph Mahalko was joined with New York State Assemblyman Joseph Angelino and Colesville Town Supervisor Glenn Windsor at the Eastern Broome Senior Center yesterday for the reopening of the Harpersville Satellite, returning Broome to the same level of Department of DMV Services offered before the pandemic. It's 635 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF and WMBF. Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290, WNBF. 6.6 to go. Here comes Jake Milton. Milton across, three seconds. Milton, right side to Curry. His three pointer is too late, and the Atlanta Hawks have won. The Atlanta Hawks have defeated the Philadelphia 76ers. And tied the series at two. Two apiece. The Atlanta Hawks have turned this Eastern Conference semifinals into the best of three. Joel Embiid, I'm telling you, he missed a finger roll layup. I mean, the guy's like eight and a half feet tall. How do you miss that? He missed it anyway. And they blew the game. So game five will be Wednesday night in Philadelphia. They'll have to come back for that. Uh, Brooklyn goes at it tonight at home. They will host the other team, (laughs) Milwaukee Bucks. And uh, right now, the series tied up at two apiece. So that's another interesting series. They will be without Kyrie Irving and without James Harden. So the big three is only the big one, Kevin Durant. And Kevin can't push the issue. He's got to take it easy a little bit, you know. All right, checking baseball, New York Mets. Now the pitch. Swinging a high fly ball straight away center. It's deep. Marisnik going back at the track at the wall. It's gone. Home run, Dom Smith. All right, Dom Smith homered for the Mets. David Peterson pitched a one-hit ball over six scoreless innings, and the Mets beat the Cubs 5-2. to two. Washington, Colorado, St. Louis, Cincinnati, San Francisco, the Dodgers, all winners in the National League. Yankees didn't play yesterday. American League, Boston, Cleveland, Tampa Bay, Detroit, Oakland, and Seattle. Binghamton Rumble Ponies will start off a six-game homestand tonight against the Portland Sea Dogs at 635, and it's also a 
for Tuesday. Oh, yeah, I didn't mention uh, and also uh, the other game uh, in the NBA last night, the Clippers. 118, Utah Jazz 104. That series nodded at two apiece now, too. So let's switch to hockey. Vegas, Montreal. Ends off a check. That elbow from Weber came up hot. Holden again. Shoots. Score! On the left side, Nick Holden pinched in below the dot. He found an opening from a sharp angle left wing side. Nick Holden with two goals in as many games. And the Montreal Canadiens came down to earth on Monday by dropping game one of their Stanley Cup semifinal series against the Golden Knights in Las Vegas. New York Rangers' next head coach is someone who recently led a team to the Stanley Cup Finals. person with knowledge of the move tells the AP that Gerard Gallant has been hired to take over for David Quinn. Gallant was a highly sought-after coaching candidate three years after leading Vegas to the Stanley Cup Finals in its inaugural season. And a person with direct knowledge of the decision says New York Jets wide receiver Jamison Crowder agreed to a renegotiated deal that will keep him with the team through this season. Crowder was due to make $10 million this year. Trainer Bob Baffert has sued in federal court to get his suspension by the New York Racing Association lifted. The Hall of Famer was suspended in May by the organization after Kentucky Derby winner Medina Spirit failed a post-race drug set. Drug test, rather. Baffert publicly acknowledged that Medina Spirit tested positive for a banned substance, but said in his lawsuit that he was suspended without any prior notice by the NYRA. He also argued the organization did not specify duration or terms of the suspension and did not accuse him of violating any New York state law or regulation. The organization said it took the action to protect the integrity of the sport. And that is a look at sports. WNBF First News Time, 641. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBS. Patchy fog around the area this morning. Milling, paving going on Old Newark Valley Road, Nanticoke Road, Sanford Road, County Roadways, uh, micro sealing and milling on Old Route 17, and lots of mowing, brush, and tree cutting around the area as well. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast once the fog burns off. Mostly cloudy today. Chance of showers and thunderstorms and a high near 70. Partly cloudy tonight, low around 50. Sunny Wednesday through Friday, high near 70 on Wednesday, mid-70s Thursday, and a high near 80 on Friday. Saturday, partly sunny, chance of an afternoon shower, high near 80. And for the first day of summer on Sunday, mostly sunny, a high near 80. We're at 53 degrees right now. Welcome to WNBF First News Binghamton. Our pleasure to have you along. It is six. The Don Giovanni Show. Hello, friends. I'm back. Back where it all started over 30 years ago. That's right. We're right here at News Radio 1290 WNBF. Tell your friends about it every Saturday night from six to nine with Frank Sinatra. Old Blue Eyes is back with me, Old Brown Eyes. And Sundays from noon to 3. That's right, an Italian house party get-together right here where it all started. Don Giovanni Show on WNBF. Welcome to First News Binghamton with Doug and Kathy on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Smile Power Day, as I mentioned before. So I know there's the power of a smile, you know. People are doing these teeth whitening things now. That sometimes it's just it's overpowering, you know. I mean, they look nice. People's teeth look nice when you whiten them, but sometimes it's like overpowering. It's like, well, wait a minute, that's just a little too white. Uh, put together this uh, 
fun facts thing for today and some interesting topics. Yesterday was Flag Day, so we talked a little bit about Flag Day. And the only state that celebrates as a state holiday actually is Pennsylvania uh, that celebrates Flag Day. I knew that. I saw a bunch of things about the PennDOT offices being closed. Yeah. Yeah. Even though we do celebrate the second Sunday of June in in New York State, but it's a Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. (laughs) They're going to close the churches? They're not going to (laughs) close. That's not a state thing anyway, but yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I you know, I don't remember when I was a kid I, I guess we did we did celebrate Flag Day somewhat, if I remember right. But we also celebrated Arbor Day. And I, I remember going well see now that's kinda of gotten lumped into Earth Day. Yeah. So you yeah. go out and plant trees for that is more the, the type of thing. Speaking of which, I have posted an article this morning since we talked about Earth Day and the planet. Uh, five simple ways to reduce your carbon footprint. So uh, look at my article, folks. <laughs> please look at my article, please. <laughs> click on it. Click on it often. <laughs> please. <laughs> we need you to click on it. I see. Uh, I've got one up there, too, about a car into a building. Then, uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't do you good to drive into a medical building when they're not open. No. No, not at all. Uh, you yeah, that. Um, and, and it's funny because that one almost slipped by some of the emergency services dispatchers. I told them about it, and they had to go back through their computer screens and go look for it. I thought that was kind of funny. It's like, why am I telling you what's going on? Oh, well. I almost drove, drove through the window of Henry's Hamburgers one time when I was a little kid. My father used to let me start the car. And this particular time, the car he had was a standard, and I didn't know that. And back in the day, he didn't have the safety devices. So I was sitting in the passenger seat. I saw him in there uh, getting ready to you know, get the food and bring it out. And I was sitting in the car. So I figured, well, I'll start the car for Dad, because he used to let me do that. He had automatic cars before. Well, as I started to click the ignition over, the car started lunging forward. There was a barrier right there, though, luckily. And he come running out, waving his hands, and I stopped. I didn't realize that. but How old uh, were you? Oh, probably eighteen. <laughs> yeah, no, that's probably seven or eight. I don't know. It was I was young, you know. But I mean, the, the ba- things that, the, that we used to do that was, you know, oh, that's that cute. Yeah. Sit on Dad's lap and steer the car. Yeah, they, you wouldn't do. We that used to nowadays. ride on the back of this big farm tractor that was, you know, <laughs> just hang on tight as you go over the woodchuck holes. And oh it's yeah. Like, well, are the kids still on the back? Okay, we're all right. <laughs> we used to ride around like that, and we drove the road. My grandmother should be smoking the whole car, be filled with smoke. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> no seat belts. Oh, no yeah, the back of the station wagon. Hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're bouncing around back there. Or the back of a pickup truck. Oh, yeah. You still see that in Utah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only in Utah? Well, oh. I just noticed it in oh. Utah. Well, it's funny because um, I, I I had these, you know, we get these kickers. And I don't know how many times. The lighter side stories, yeah, yes. I don't know how many times the kickers refer to Brooksville, Florida. And that's where my in-laws live. i got to send this to my brother-in-law this morning about the, they sold a pro- property. And in the property, it was their water tower. So they sold a water tower <laughs> for the town to this guy. <laughs> he owned the water tower. <laughs> oh, wow. I guess he leased it back to him or something. I don't know. Anyway. We, we, we find some interesting stories coming out of Pennsylvania as well. I had a, a news release from the Pennsylvania State Police that I saw yesterday. I don't know the date of it because they send them in bulk. Right. But at one of the um, the 
national name stores that has the word dollar in it uh-huh. here in the middle of nowhere com- it, completely surrounded by like cornfields and stuff is this store with the name dollar in it and somebody had stolen a yellow and green miracle grow rack and a gray clothing rack value of three hundred dollars what would you do with it and ex- you know? i'm just saying i get these out of this this one <laughs> county in pennsylvania frequently I don't know why you would want to want that and just, you know, whatever. I mean, not only that, but if you take some, I mean, you're going to, people will know. Well, how you like the one that we got the arrest in that uh, that convenience store robbery that we told people about early in the morning on uh, June 2nd. Um, we, were, we were the first, actually, if we want to brag about it, to tell yep. people about the convenience store robbery. And one of the reasons they managed to find the the suspect, the alleged person involved was a telephone was left there the he left his phone there well you know it, we're talking a teenager so you know they're they're inexperienced in robbing places how many times does that happen you know rookie mistake yeah <laughs> <laughs> once you get better at robbing places you won't make these rookie mistakes <laughs> oh okay All right, it is time for our consumer and tech update. Here's Kim Commando. There are two big cryptocurrency stories today. First, the Biden White House is about to double the size of the IRS and will require all cryptocurrency transfers of $10,000 or more be reported for tax purposes. I'm Kim Commando with the other shocker brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit T-Mobile.com slash 55 today. Not only is the IRS tracking Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, The United States Federal Reserve Bank is developing its own digital dollar. Unlike other cryptocurrencies, America's digital dollar will be backed by the full faith and credit of the United States government. The downside? Any transaction you make is instantly known to the government. But very few legal transactions are done with cash, so the government already knows when you buy something. The big question is when all this takes place. The IRS cryptocurrency thing, it's happening now. Look for a digital dollar within a few years. Get more tech news 24-7 at commando.com. This is a metaphor for your business's journey. Sometimes it feels like you're going 100 miles an hour, barely keeping up. But to cruise through challenges, you need someone who's right there with you. That's what Dell Technologies advisors do. They have the tech advice you need to get past whatever's in front of you and get to where you want to go. For advice on solutions like XPS 13 laptops powered by Intel Evo Platform, call an advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Still running your business on QuickBooks? More like quicksand. The bigger your company grows, the faster you sync with outdated software. NetSuite by Oracle is the scalable solution you need to run all your key back office operations. 93% of surveyed organizations increased visibility and control since making the switch from QuickBooks to NetSuite. And NetSuite's offering one-of-a-kind financing. Just head to netsuite.com slash Kim. That's netsuite.com slash Kim for special financing. Weekday mornings, 9 till noon for Binghamton Now. Interesting guests around the community, along with your comments and opinions on News Radio 1290. WNP. 
traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Up some patchy fog around the area this morning, and there'll be milling and paving and striping around the area. Old Newark Valley Road, Nanticoke Road, Sanford Road, some of the county roadways, micro milling and sealing, and old Route 17, and of course, lots of uh, mowing and brush cleaning up around the areas. Uh, pretty much throughout the summer, but you'll see that going on now, too. No accidents to report this morning. Uh, looks like uh, smooth sailing for your morning commute, and we'll keep you updated. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast. Mostly cloudy, chance of showers and thunderstorms today. A high near 70. Partly cloudy tonight, low around 50. Sunshine Wednesday through Friday, high near 70 on Wednesday. Mid-70s Thursday and near 80. On Friday, the extended forecast for the weekend, partly sunny on Saturday, chance of showers, high near 80, mostly sunny for the first day of summer, high 79. WNBF first news time 657, so if you had your vaccination in some places in New York City, you may have to do it over again. ABC's Derek Dennis. A vaccine redo. Hundreds vaccinated in the crossroads of the world. New York City's Times Square told to come back because the batch had been in a freezer too long. The city's Department of Health confirms 899 people need to be revaccinated after receiving Pfizer doses that had already expired. A statement says while there is no safety risk for the patients, the readministration Administration is being carried out to ensure that the individuals are fully protected. The affected patients have been contacted through emails and phone calls and are also being sent letters to make sure they are fully aware. Derek Dennis, ABC News. Thank you, Darius. Derek, WNBF First News Time is, uh, let's see, what time do we have? Well, we have 50... Uh, 6.58, as a matter of fact. So coming up in the next hour, we'll check in with Kathy White for the latest local headlines. We'll get that for you. Uh, we'll get some sports in there, too. And uh, we'll hear from Karen Sweet on I think she's going to call in and tell us what uh, our uh, tip of the week is going to be for tomorrow. And uh, towards the end of the week, some other guests will be joining us through the phone. Some people are starting to come into the studio. Uh, not quite everybody yet, but some have said they'd like to come in. And be on the show. And I know Bob has had a few people in the studio with him. We had uh, Fred Axer, Senator Fred Axer, on the studio last week when I was in for Bob. But uh, I'm sure we'll have some more. On this date, 1965, Bob Dylan released this song, like a Rolling Stone. We'll take it up to ABC News, and we'll see you on the other side. Once upon a time, you dressed so fine. Do the bumps of time in your prime. Source for news and information. This is News Radio 1290, WNBF, Binghamton, and WN. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. 
Good morning. It's 7.04. Got yeah, a little bit of fog to deal with this morning. You might have a nice clear run and then all of a sudden run into some pretty thick patches. 53 degrees right now. The forecast, mostly cloudy today, a 70% chance of showers. Maybe some afternoon thunderstorms as well. And a high today into the upper 60s to around 70. Pennsylvania's counties and municipal governments will see the lowest level of annual fee revenue they get from Marcellus Shale gas wells as drilling slowed and prices sank during the pandemic. The Pennsylvania Public Utility Commission said yesterday the impact fee revenue from Marcellus Shale wells sank to $146 million from drilling activity in 2020, down $54 million from the year before. Lawmakers authorized the fee in 2012, but the average price of natural gas in 2020 was $2.08 a unit, down from $2.63 in 2019. Pennsylvania also saw the fewest number of new wells drilled than in any year since the law was enacted. Vestal police are investigating an incident in which a car crashed into a medical building overnight. Firefighters, police, and medics were called to the Lord's Vestal Medical Center on Shippers Road shortly after midnight after a Kia sedan smashed into the building. Authorities were informed of possible entrapment and injury. Emergency services officials say the driver was taken to the hospital with unspecified injuries and code enforcement was called in to take a look at the building. There was front-end damage to the vehicle. It's not known how much damage there was to the building. Broome County Sheriff's officials say investigators got lucky when a suspect in an armed robbery at a Moravito store in Kirkwood left his phone at the scene. 19-year-old Jamar Gilmore of Endicott is charged with felony robbery and menacing in connection with the June 2nd incident in the town of Kirkwood. Detective Sergeant John Harder says Gilmore was taken into custody on Riverside Drive in Westover. During the robbery, a man reportedly pointed a gun at a clerk at the Moravito store on Upper Court Street and demanded money at about 2.30 in the morning. Carter says the cash and weapon used in the heist have not been recovered. He says the surveillance video played a key role in the investigation, along with the fact that Gilmore allegedly left his phone there. Gilmore's being held in the Broome County Jail. After being shut down due to the pandemic last year, the Great New York State Fair is not only going to welcome visitors in August, but it will be at 100% capacity and is going to have a longer run than ever. The fair is scheduled for August 20th through September 6th at the fairgrounds outside Syracuse, operating at 100% occupancy. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo was in Syracuse yesterday to make the announcement. All the buildings, all the events... It will be the great New York State Fair that we are all so proud of. Uh, And uh, this is, I am so excited about this because the fair is such a beautiful representative of the state and especially upstate New York. Cuomo says while all the buildings will be open, some with additional vendors, there could be some indoor capacity restrictions dependent on state health guidelines. Before last year's shutdown, the state fair had been raking in record crowds and revenues, and the state had made substantial investments recently in improving the fairgrounds. 
and the fair-going experience. Cuomo says the fair brings in over a million visitors, not only from New York, but from 28 states and six countries, translating into $100 million in economic activity. The Democrat says the reopening announcement is a result of continuing improvement in the coronavirus infection rate, where the positivity rate had been at 2% when there had been guidance announced for a reopening of the fair. That rate is now at 0.4%, allowing the rules to change to 100% occupancy. WMBF First News Time, 708. The newly opened parking facility in the city of Binghamton is already under repair. The top four levels of the recently opened city-owned $10 million parking garage at Holly and Washington Streets downtown have been off limits while repairs are being done. A sign at the entrance to the sixth-floor facility advises drivers that parking is not available above the second level. Workers have been addressing drainage issues and targeting relatively small cracks that have developed in the poured concrete. There apparently are no structural problems reported in the new 304-space garage that opened on January 11th. Most Binghamton University students who live downtown during the school year have returned home for the summer, so the parking crunch is not as bad as it can be when the regular classes are in session. It's 7.09, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF and WMBF.com. The Don Giovanni Show. Hello, friends. I'm back, back where it all started over 30 years ago. That's right. We're right here at News Radio 1290 WNBF. Tell your friends about it every Saturday night from 6 to 9 with Frank Sinatra. Old Blue Eyes is back with me, Old Brown Eyes, and Sundays from noon to 3. That's right. An Italian house party get together right here where it all started. Don Giovanni Show on WNBF. Don Giovanni. Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Now, the pitch. Swinging a high fly ball straight away center. It's deep. Marisnik going back at the track at the wall. It's gone. Home run, Dom Smith. So, Smith, who has hit Jake Arietta very hard in the past, has broken out of an 0 for 20 slump. All right, David Peterson pitched one hit ball over six scoreless innings as the Mets beat the Cubs at home for the first time in exactly four years with a 5-2 victory. Washington, Colorado, St. Louis, Cincinnati, San Francisco, and the Dodgers winners. Yankees didn't play yesterday in the National League. or I'm sorry, in the American League. It was Boston, Cleveland, Tampa Bay, Detroit, Oakland, and Seattle checking the hockey. Wins off a check. That elbow from Weber came up hot. Hold it again. Shoots. Score! On the left side, Nick Holden pinched in below the dock. He found an opening from a sharp angle left wing side. Nick Holden with two goals in as many games. Vegas has a three-goal lead. Man, sounds deafening there. The Canadians came down to earth on Monday, dropping game one of their Stanley Cup semifinals uh, against the Golden Knights. In Las Vegas. Yeah, it's not going to stay in Vegas, so it'll actually come back to somewhere else, too. But uh, game two for them coming up. Game two tonight for the Islanders at Tampa Bay. Islanders are up 1-0 in the semifinals. Switch to basketball. Last night, 76ers had a chance to win it. Joel Embiid had a layup that my great-great-great-grandfather could have made, and he didn't make it. It bounced out, and then, of course, Trey... Trey Young had the uh, little floater that he usually does, 
And Atlanta wins 103-100, to evening up that series 2-2. Game 5 is tomorrow night in Philadelphia. L.A. Clippers even up their series with the Utah Jazz, 119-104. to You know it wasn't going to be easy. 2-2 in their series as well. So right now, with all the semifinals going, they are deadlocked at 2-2. And uh, we're looking for... Uh, yeah. An exciting finish here, and where's the conference finals going to be next? That should be pretty interesting in itself. A person with direct knowledge of the decision says New York Jets wide receiver Jamison Crowder agreed to a renegotiated deal that will keep him with the team through this season. Crowder was due to make $10 million this year. Financial details of the renegotiated deal were not immediately available. Well, what else is going on? The Eagles have agreed to terms with quarterback Nick Mullins. The 26-year-old Mullins spent his first four seasons with the 49ers going 5-11 and in 16 starts. Mullins joins Jalen Hurts and Joe Flacco on Philadelphia's roster. There you have it. That's a look at sports. WNBF First News Time, 713. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBS. Some patchy fog in certain areas this morning. There'll be milling and paving and striping going on throughout the counties. Old Newark Valley Road, Nanticoke Drive, Sanford Road, Old Route 17, and many others. Mowing will take place on the right of way along uh, county roadway systems. Brush and tree cutting will continue as well, so be advised. No accidents this morning right now. Things are looking good. Highways are moving along. Inner city traffic is moving along, and we'll keep you updated. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast from patchy fog this morning. Mostly cloudy. Chance of showers and thunderstorms on a high near 70. For tonight, partly cloudy. Low around 50. Sunshine Wednesday through Friday. High near 70 on Wednesday. Mid-70s Thursday and high near 80 on Friday. And then for the weekend, partly sunny with a chance of an afternoon shower on Saturday. Mostly sunny for the first day of summer on Sunday. Highs both days will be near 80 degrees. So a warm weekend. And uh, summer comes in this weekend, too. We are looking forward to it. Right now, we're at 53 degrees. It's WNBF's First News Binghamton. Doug Mosier along with Kathy White. Welcome to First News Binghamton with Doug Mosier on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And I too am excited about the Great New York State Fair reopening again this year at the end of uh, August, beginning of September. Always a, a fun time. I always enjoy that. I have uh, I have family in Syracuse. My daughter lives out there, so it's nice for us to to meet up there too. And uh, we bring the kids with us, and we kind of make a a nice day, but we try to plan it around when they have the free concerts in the in the park there on the court. Uh, for years, they used to have the grandstands too, and when they had the grandstands, you know, of course, you had to purchase tickets to see any of the shows there. But sometimes it'd be a really good show uh, at the grandstands that day, and there'd also be a really good show at the free court. So you get to go up there and get two shows for the price of one. Now you just go up for the admission, go in, and uh, you can check out who's ever at the. Uh, I don't know who's sponsoring it this year, but it's one of those free courts. Um, it's right near all the food and booze and everything and other refreshments, so it's always fun to sit there. you got picnic tables there. You can kick back and relax a little bit and watch some entertainment. So I always enjoy that. I always enjoy uh, going down on the midway and walking around and checking out some of the stuff. So, like, I'm a sucker for some of those games. I don't try to play too much, though, but they're fun, you know. So I'm looking forward to it anyway. And we also uh, will be speaking to Roger Neal later this morning, coming up next hour. All right. It is time for 
Rush Limbaugh's morning commentary in honor of the late Rush Limbaugh as we pay tribute to him on WNBF. The rising crime wave in New York City. Talk about it all the time. Shootings up 200% over last year. All sorts of violence and mayhem being unleashed. Now, the mayor, the idiot Bill de Blasio, says people's pent-up frustration of being cooped up inside because of the virus. He says that's the reason for skyrocketing crime. He says the $1 billion cut in the police budget, that's got nothing to do with it. Dismantling the anti-crime task force, the plainclothes unit, that's got nothing to do with it either. And, of course, neither does his release of over 2,000 hardened criminals from Rikers Island. And now another genius, New York Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, has put her two cents in. She agrees the massive police budget cuts are not related to the crime wave because she wants the police defunded. She says rising crimes caused by people who are scared to pay their rent. They go out, they shoplift a loaf of bread to feed their hungry kids. Well, how does that account for the 200% increase in shootings? Meanwhile, on the other coast, California Democrats are about to release 8,000 criminals from jails and prisons to stop the virus from spreading, supposedly. (laughs) Liberal Democrats, they defund the police the same time they release criminals from jail. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? Newt Gingrich explaining the worst kind of identity theft, a crime that can cost you your home and is not covered by insurance or standard identity theft programs. Your credit card company found suspicious charges on your card. That's simple identity theft. It's annoying, but they cover it. The crime you really need to worry about is home title theft because it can cost you your home. The title documents to our homes are online now. The thief simply forges your signature in a quitclaim deed stating you sold your home and he's the new owner. Then he borrows money on your home and leaves you in debt. You won't know until a late payment or eviction notice arrives. That's why I have Home Title Lock. The instant they detect tampering with my home's title, they help shut it down. You need to protect your home's title now. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim. And enter RADIO for 30 free days of protection. That's promo code RADIO at HomeTitleLock.com. Welcome to First News Binghamton on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Here's Doug Mosier. And we welcome you to this 166th day of 2021. 199 days left. And we got summer coming in on Sunday. And it looks like it's going to be pretty nice on Sunday as well. Let's get a quick check right now on Wall Street. Two of the three major stock indexes opened their week with fresh records. The S&P 500 picking up nearly eight points. The Nasdaq Composite gaining 105. The Dow Jones lost 85 points but remained solidly above 34,000. Investors are keeping an eye on the Federal Reserve as it kicks off a two-day meeting and looking for any hints of a possible move on interest rates. With annual inflation expected to top 3.5% in the fourth quarter, some think the Fed may step in. Separate computer issues caused problems overnight at Southwest and Delta Airlines. Southwest briefly issued a ground stop when a third-party weather data provider went down. Delta customers were unable to purchase tickets online or on the phone. 
Jaguar says it's working on the prototype of a hydrogen fuel cell electric Land Rover. Testing of that concept vehicle is set to start later this year. It'll go on sale sometime after that. Jim Ryan, ABC News. It's amazing the technology we have now. Things coming up. We've got a story coming up about uh, the electric cars and uh, maybe some safety concerns there as well. WNBF First News Time 727 right now. I'm going to bring in, as we normally do around this time, Karen Sweet O'Neill from KSO Insurance Solutions. Good morning, Karen. Good morning, Doug. How are you? <laughs> Doing good. Summer is coming this weekend. Oh, you know what? It, well, we had a pretty good stretch, I think. Oh, I totally agree with you, and I, I hopefully it'll continue for us, too. Now, on Wednesdays, we always uh, provide our listeners with a great tip uh, from KSO Insurance Solutions. Uh, anything to do with life insurance or long-term care, senior health care, or uh, things in between as well. And uh, mm. what is our tip going to be about tomorrow? Well, we're going to discuss what happens if you're retired, your husband, wife, okay, let's say the wife is retired, husband carries the health care benefits, Doug, and he's under 65 and she is going to be turning 65 and Medicare eligible. So what do you do? Do you automatically go on Medicare Part A and B and then get supplemental or an Advantage plan, or do you stay on your spouse's coverage? And how do you stay on your spouse's coverage and avoid a penalty with Medicare? And so these are questions that we get every single day. And so I think we need to go into depth about that again once more. And so we'll be doing that tomorrow. And I'm sure there'll be a lot of about choices. Go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. No, I was going to say I'm sure there'll be a lot of people that'll be interested to, mm. to learn about that. I'm sure there's a lot of people in those situations or maybe entering those situations as well. There really are because I, you know, I've been in this business a long time and I'm really surprised at how many people in our community and, you know, of course in Pennsylvania because we're licensed there as well, um, are doing early retirements, Doug. Yeah, and you deal with people on both sides of the border, too, and I, there's things that are changing all the time as well. And it's nice to have somebody like KSO Insurance Solutions and Karen to uh, uh, tip you off on what's going on, because, I'm, Karen, as always, things change so quickly. They sure do, and if you don't change with them, or at least if you're not aware of the changes, then it can impact you financially, and that we don't like. No, and Karen's an independent life and health insurance advisor. She can help you with the best solutions for you for your personal situation. So, Karen, if people are interested in talking with you, maybe setting up an appointment, they have some questions, what's the best way to reach you? They can reach us several ways. They can give us a call at 772-4898. They can simply Google us at KSO Insurance, and all of our contact information comes up or go to a phone book. And we have a big display ad under insurance in the yellow pages. And we look forward to hearing that tip about uh, somebody who may be turning 65 and getting ready for Medicare and maybe having a younger uh, spouse uh, involved in that, too. And I'm sure, you, like you've mentioned, you go through that an awful lot. So we'll look forward to that about 725 tomorrow morning. Very good. Enjoy the day, Doug. You too. Thanks, Karen. Thanks. Bye now. Bye. Karen Sweet O'Neill from KSO Insurance Solutions, 772-4898. Give her a call, and she'll be glad to help you out and uh, set you up with uh, what you need personally. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. 
Good morning. It's 53 degrees at 731. The forecast today, dealing with some patchy fog this morning. Otherwise, mostly cloudy, a 70% chance of showers and thunderstorms, and a high today near 70. The Justice Department will tighten its rules around obtaining records from members of Congress. That news comes amid revisions the department has been making under former President Donald Trump as he has secretly seized records from Democrats and members of the media and amid the news that the Justice Department's top natural security official is resigning. John Demers will leave his position by the end of next week, according to a Justice Department official. The resignation comes amid questions about what the that what Demers knew about the Justice Department's effort to confiscate phone data from House Democrats and reporters as part of the aggressive investigation into leaks. A cyber espionage campaign blamed on China was more sweeping than previously known, with suspected state-backed hackers exploiting a device meant to boost Internet security to penetrate the computers of critical U.S. entities. There's been news that hackers targeted telecommunications giant Verizon and the country's largest water agency. Shares are mostly higher in Europe and Asia after gains in several big-name tech companies, including Apple, helped nudge the S&P 500 to another record high. Investors are watching the outcome of the Federal Reserve policy-setting meeting this week. Benchmarks rose in Paris, Frankfurt, and Tokyo, but fell in Hong Kong and Shanghai, where jitters over tensions between U.S. and China are weighing on sentiment. WMBF First News Time 733, an Endicott man is guilty of felony weapon possession charges for a shooting incident at a home on East Main Street in the village a year ago. Antonio Goodman was found guilty in Broome County Court of two counts of criminal possession of a weapon in the July or the June 2nd shooting of last year, where a 26-year-old man was shot in the chest during an argument in the evening. Prosecutors say the shooting was linked to a dispute that had occurred earlier in the day. 44-year-old Antoine Goodman, Antonio's brother, pleaded guilty last September to criminal possession of a weapon for discharging an illegal firearm in the incident. He's serving an eight-year sentence at the Elmira Correctional Facility. Antonio Goodman is scheduled to be sentenced in August. Investigators have not officially listed a cause of a fire at a garage next to a home on the west side of Binghamton yesterday. Crews arriving on the scene on Clark Street between Gary and Catherine shortly after 10.30 yesterday morning reported that building was fully involved in flames. Houses around the garage were cleared out and Clark was closed down. The fire was reported to be contained to the garage within 15 minutes. There were reports from the scene of a woman being evaluated for possible smoke inhalation, but her injuries not apparently serious. People who use Broom Transit can get a free ride on the bus if they show proof they got a vaccination against COVID-19 between now and July 14th. BC Transit is one of six public transportation providers outside of New York City, partnering with New York State to offer unlimited seven-day public transportation passes. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo made the announcement yesterday saying, quote, anyone who receives their first doses of Pfizer or Moderna or the second dose of Johnson & Johnson vaccine seen at any provider in New York State between June 15th and July 14th and presents proof of vaccination at a participating transportation redemption center no later than July 14th, will receive an unlimited seven-day public transportation pass for a participating provider's transit network. 
Cuomo is pushing his goal of getting 70% of adult New Yorkers with at least one dose of a COVID vaccine in order to be able to lift the majority of restrictions that were put in place to try to curb the spread of the coronavirus. As of yesterday's update, New York was so close at 69.9% of adults over the age of 18 at least partially vaccinated. The Greater Binghamton Chamber of Commerce and local businesses will be holding an entire day this week honoring the talents of businesswomen. Thrive 2021 takes place from 8.30 a.m. till 4 p.m. tomorrow at the Doubletree by Hilton Hotel in Binghamton. The keynote speaker will be a virtual presentation by New York's Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul. She'll be sharing her visions and experiences with other business leaders in the community. The day begins with a comedian presentation. Participants have the option of attending in person based on current safety guidelines or virtually via a Zoom video link. It's 7.36. We're News breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF. To First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. 6.6 to go. Here comes Jake Milton. Milton across. Three seconds. Milton, right side to Curry. His three pointer is too late. And the Atlanta Hawks have won. The Atlanta Hawks have defeated the Philadelphia 76ers. And tied the series at two. And uh, they had a chance to pull it out. Joel Embiid had a layup right there and uh, just bounced right back out again. The old Patrick Ewing finger roll. Oops, you know. Slam it next time. Slam Dunkin' Donuts. Anyway, it's tied up two apiece. Game five Wednesday night in Philadelphia. Other game in the NBA uh, last night. Atlanta, uh, the Los Angeles Clippers evening the score in their Conference semifinal series of two games apiece. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard each scoring 31 points. Yep. Game five. Believe in Utah. Over in the NHL, Vegas takes game one against Montreal in their semifinal series. A 4-1 win there. Islanders tonight at Tampa Bay. Game two in that series. Islanders up one game to nothing. Checking baseball. Yankees didn't play yesterday in the American League. Red Sox win. Cleveland, Tampa Bay, Detroit, Oakland, and Seattle all winners as well. In the National League, the New York Mets over the Cubs 5-2. Washington, Colorado, St. Louis, Cincinnati, San Francisco, and the Dodgers winners. Binghamton Rumble Ponies will open up another six-game home series tonight at Morabito Stadium against the Portland Sea Dogs. 6.35 p.m. first pitch. And it's two for Tuesday. Trainer Bob Baffert has sued in federal court to get his suspension by the New York Racing Association lifted. Hall of Famer was suspended in May by the NYRA after Kentucky Derby winner Medina Spirit failed a post-race drug test. Bafford publicly acknowledged that Medina Spirit tested positive for a banned substance but said in his lawsuit that he was suspended without any prior notice by the NYRA. He also argues the organization did not specify duration or terms of the suspension. And the Eagles have agreed to terms with quarterback Nick Mullins. The 26-year-old Mullins spent his first four seasons with the 49ers. Mullins joins Jalen Hurts and Joe Flacco on Philadelphia's roster. Patriots starting quarterback Cam Newton has returned to the field. He participated in the team's first mandatory minicamp workout with restriction after missing the final three volunteer workouts last week with a hand injury. 
And a person with direct knowledge of the decision says Jets wide receiver Jamison Crowder agreed to a renegotiated deal that will keep him with the team through this season. Crowder was due to make $10 million this year, but the Jets have been trying to get the 28-year-old receiver to take a pay cut. That's a look at sports. WNBF First News Time, 741. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Well, lots of projects around uh, the area, and we're going to see that through most of the summer, I'm sure. Paving going on right now at Old Newark Valley Road, Nanticoke Drive, prepped paving, patching on Sanford Road, ditching on the county roadways, micro milling and sealing on Route 17, and mowing, brush, and tree cutting, too, uh, all over the area throughout the summer months so if you see the work crews out there kind of proceed with caution through those areas your wnbf twin tiers forecast patchy fog burning off mostly cloudy today chance of showers and thunderstorms high near 70 partly cloudy tonight low around 50 sunny wednesday thursday and friday high near 70 on wednesday mid 70s thursday and near 80 on friday and then for the weekend partly sunny chance of afternoon showers saturday sunday mostly sunny first day of summer highs both days for the weekend going to be near 80 degrees and right now we're at 54 degrees it's wnbf's first news binghamton i'm doug Mosier, along with kathy white we welcome you to a brand new day here the final week of spring and uh, boy it's really shaping up uh, really nice i mean we're starting to get some warmer weather here we've gotten some warm weather already um, with some sun in there too so hopefully the summer will be nice as the mask restrictions continue to be lifted 743 right now is WNBF First News. Here's Doug Mosher. Our day will Happy 87th birthday to Ruby Nash Garnett of Ruby and the Romantics, lead singer. Uh, wow, 87 years young. I don't know if she's still performing or not. Probably not. But, uh, you know, they perform quite a while. Those old acts perform uh, for many, many years. And, of course, they get sometimes uh, added members, ones that are a little bit more younger, to go along with them as well. So, uh, happy 87th. Ruby and the Romantics. I've heard that song in so long. I had to dig it up. I'm like, Ruby and the Romantics, what song did they do? And right away it came to me, Our Day Will Come. Great tune. All right, WNBF First News Time is 747. We're about 54 degrees right now. And let's get an entertainment update. 
ABC Entertainment News. On last night's Bachelorette, Katie Thurston got a little closer to finding her soulmate with some help from the show's new co-hosts, Tasha Adams and Caitlin Bristow. And I got a chance to ask them who they think should be the new permanent host of the franchise. I mean, of course I mean, it should obvious, be us, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with longtime host Chris Harrison's official departure from the franchise last week, Adams and Bristow told me that even if it's not them taking over, they'd like it to be someone from within Bachelor Nation. The conversations that we have with Katie are probably very different than the conversations that she could have with anybody else just yeah. because we've been there and we can actually relate to it. I'm not coming back. It's our first look at season two of The Morning Show. Apple TV Plus dropping the trailer for the Jennifer Aniston Reese Witherspoon drama. And we get a glimpse of new star Juliana Margulies joining the cast. But you'll have to wait until mid-September for the new season. A self-portrait of Nirvana frontman Kurt Cobain is sold at auction for $280,000. And friend star Courtney Cox is 57 today. Jason Athenson, ABC News. Hollywood. Thank you, Jason. WNBL First News Time is 748, and now there's some safety concerns on the upcoming electric electric car, almost said electric guitars, electric cars, ABC's Mark Remillard. Many automakers are vowing to go all electric within the next decade, and that could have big implications for vehicle safety. In gas-powered cars, the engine helps protect the passenger compartment in the event of a head-on crash. But electric cars don't have engines, which means engineers have to get creative, says Volvo's Jim Nichols. And so there's different bracing, there's different ways of essentially taking energy and moving it away from the passengers and drivers to other parts of the car to absorb that energy of the crash and make sure that the people are not absorbing it. He says EVs pose other challenges, too. Where the drive shaft would normally go in a, in a regular combustion car, you know, transferring energy from the front wheels to the rear. Uh, we were able to put batteries in that tunnel. But getting rid of the engine can come with packaging benefits, too. A lot of people call a lot of different things, a front trunk, a frunk, a front bonnet. With Tech Trends, I'm Mark Remillard, ABC News. Thank you, Mark. President Joe Biden wants to uh, have Independence Day with a new meaning this year by encouraging nationwide celebrations to mark the country's effective return to normalcy after 16 months of coronavirus pandemic disruption. White House is expressing growing certainty that July 4th will serve as a mid a breakthrough moment rather in the nation's recovery. White House says the National Mall in Washington will host the traditional fireworks ceremony. It's encouraging other communities to hold festivities as well. Tuesday's announcement comes even as the U.S. is set to cross the grim milestone of 600,000 deaths from the virus, but I think everybody is ready for a little celebration, you know? Hugs in the street, vaccinated people, and uh, you know what? The uh, reopening of our country, which really is something uh, we have been waiting for for a long time. So I mentioned before, uh, some of the fairs locally will be on again. We're starting to open up uh, some of the arts and, of course, concerts and uh, local musicians are starting to perform again. I'm jonesing to do that myself, but a lot of my friends are out there. I see them on Facebook entertaining people and getting back out again. It's nice to see that. My brothers and sisters of music, I'm glad that uh, people are supporting. It and uh, we encourage people to get out and support it too as we reopen the country. WNBF First News Time 751. We got fun facts coming up in just a minute. 54 degrees. First news bingo time. Time motion. Hey, it's Ron and Anian, inviting you to join me Saturday afternoons from 2 to 4 p.m. for The Car Doctor. Helpful tips on repairs, how to avoid them, along with the best maintenance advice for your vehicle. The Car Doctor, Saturdays from 2 to 4 p.m. on News Radio 1290 WNBF. 
Time to test your knowledge of facts and fiction with a little help from America's most cantankerous judge. It's WNBF's... That's the truth. Or... That's baloney. That's right. Don't give me baloney. Why? Because I don't like baloney. Uh, Well, we may have a little baloney in here. All right? In everyone's life, a little baloney must fall, don't you think? Let's look grouch. All right, let's go. Fun fact number one. Apples, peaches, and raspberries belong to the rose plant family. Apples, peaches, and raspberries belong to the rose plant family. What do you think? That's the truth. Among other things, including nuts, some of the nuts, believe it or not. Yeah, strawberries part of that, too. Fun fact number two. The praying mantis is the only insect that can turn his head. The praying mantis is the only insect that can turn its head. What do you think? That's the truth. Yeah, Houseflies can tilt their head slightly, but not to the degree of the mantis. Flexibility is known to help them with their hunting. And the praying mantis, of course, uh, name comes from its four legs folding up as if it's praying. But the praying mantis, the only insect that can turn its head. Fun fact number three. Marsupials are not indigenous to the United States. Kathy White gave me this one. Marsupials are not indigenous to the United States. What do you think? That's baloney. Yeah, with some mustard on it, too. The only natural occurring marsupial in the United States is the opossum, the Didelphus virginiana. The opossum is the only natural indigenous marsupial in the United States. We do have one. I have a pouch. All right. Fun fact number four. President Dwight Eisenhower was the youngest naval aviator in the U.S. history. President Dwight Eisenhower was the youngest naval aviator in U.S. history. President, that is. What do you think? That's baloney. No, he had a pilot's license, but he wasn't a Navy pilot. At the age of 18, President George H.W. Bush was the youngest naval aviator in U.S. history. President George H.W. Bush. Wouldn't be prudent. Yeah, he was a war hero. Fun fact number five. Up until 1954, traffic stop signs in the United States were yellow. Up until 1954, traffic stop signs in the United States were yellow. Some of you might remember this. Were they yellow? That's the truth. Yep, and here's why they changed the red. In 1922, it was determined that they would be yellow octagons because red dyes faded over time. And then almost 30 years later, the signs were changed to red due to a fade-resistant enamel. Fade-resistant enamel is why they are red now. They used to be yellow. What do you think of that, Judge? Just remember, I know everything. Well, we all know that now. All right. Coming up in the next hour, Kathy's got local headlines for you following ABC News. And we'll check in with our own Roger Neal next hour, too. Talk a little bit with him uh, about things that are going on in our community as well. And uh, I mentioned before, Roger is going to be doing some reports for the Dick Sporting Goods Open. We're excited to have Roger back on the WNBF Airwaves with us. We knew it was just a matter of time. But we'll speak with Roger coming up in just a little bit. Weather-wise today, we've got uh, clouds and showers and thunderstorms. And a high near 70. Had a few thunder boomers uh, the other day. But uh, all right now we got temperatures that look like we're going to hit about 70 today. All right. On this date, 1960.
free sukiyaki. The first Japanese song ever to go to number one in the U.S. Source for news and information. This is News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 57 degrees at 804. Forecast today, mostly cloudy, a 70% chance of showers and thunderstorms, and a high today near. 70. Vestal police are investigating an incident in which a car crashed into a medical building overnight. Firefighters, police, and medics were called to the Lord's Vestal Medical Center on Chippers Road shortly after midnight when a Kia sedan had crashed into the building. Authorities were informed of possible entrapment and injury. Emergency services officials this morning said the driver was taken to the hospital with unspecified injuries and code enforcement was called in to inspect the building. There was front-end damage to the vehicle. It's not known how much damage there was to the building. Broome County Sheriff's officials say investigators got lucky when a suspect in an armed robbery at a Morabito store in Kirkwood apparently left his phone behind. 19-year-old Jamar Gilmore of Endicott is charged with felony robbery and menacing in connection with the June 2nd incident in the town of Kirkwood. Detective Sergeant John Harder says Gilmore was taken into custody on Riverside Drive in Westover. During the robbery, a man had pointed a gun at a clerk at the Morabito store on Upper Court Street at about 2.30 in the morning and demanded money. Harder says cash and the weapon used in the heist have not been recovered. He says surveillance video played a key role in the investigation, and he said that it didn't hurt that the telephone was left at the scene. Gilmore is being, was being held at the Broome County Jail. Pennsylvania's counties and municipal governments will see the lowest level of annual fee revenue that they've gotten from the Marcellus Shale gas wells as drilling slowed and prices dropped during the pandemic. The Pennsylvania Public Utility Commission said yesterday that the impact of the fee revenue from the Marcellus Shale wells sank to $146 million from the drilling activity in 2020. That's down $54 million from the year before. Lawmakers authorized the fee in 2012, but the average price of natural gas in 2020 was $2.08 per unit, down from $2.63 in 2019. Pennsylvania also saw the fewest number of new wells drilled than in any year since the law was enacted. After being shut down, not held last year due to the pandemic, the great New York State Fair is not only back in business, ready to welcome visitors in August, but will be at 100% capacity and going to have a longer run than ever. The fair is scheduled for August 20th to September 6th at the State Fairgrounds outside of Syracuse. And New York Governor Andrew Cuomo was in Syracuse yesterday to make that announcement. All the buildings, all the events... It will be the great New York State Fair 
that we are all so proud of. Uh, and uh, this is, I am so excited about this because the fair is such a beautiful representative of the state and especially upstate New York. Cuomo says while all the buildings will be open, some with additional vendors, there could be still some indoor capacity restrictions dependent on state health guidelines. Before last year's shutdown, the state fair had been raking in record of crowds and revenues, and the state had made substantial investments recently in improving the fairgrounds and the fairgoing experience. Cuomo says the fair brings in over a million visitors, not only from New York, but from 28 states and six countries, translating into $100 million or more in economic activity. The Democrat says the reopening announcement is the result of continuing improvement in the state's coronavirus infection rate, where positivity rate had been at 2% when there had been some guidance announced for a reopening of the fair. The rate now is at 0.4%, allowing those rules to change to allow 100% capacity. Newly opened parking facility in the city of Binghamton is already being repaired. The top four floors of the recently opened city-owned $10 million parking garage at Holly Inn, Washington Street's downtown, have been off limits while it's being fixed. A sign at the entrance to the six-floor facility advises drivers parking is not available above the second level. Workers have been addressing drainage issues and targeting some relatively small cracks. Veterans going to the Greater Binghamton Air Show next month are going to enjoy a discount. Broome County officials have announced veterans will be able to get a 30% discount for the air show July 17th and the 18th through the Veterans Service Agency. The U.S. Air Force Thunderbirds are headlining the drive-in event where the spectators are assigned size-specific parking spots based on ticket rates. Veterans can get their discount at gobroomcounty.com slash veterans or by calling or email the Broome County Veteran Services Agency. It's 8.09 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF.com. To First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. I will check hockey. Vegas over Montreal. They strike first in the, the first game of that series, 4 to 1 over the Canadians. In the NBA, Atlanta evens the score at two apiece with a 103 100 victory last night against the Philadelphia 76ers. Clippers even things up with the Utah. Jazz 118 104 knotted at two apiece as well. Yankees didn't play yesterday in the American League Boston, Cleveland, Tampa Bay, Detroit, Oakland, Seattle winners over the National League. The New York Mets winning over the Chicago Cubs 5 2. Washington, Colorado, St. Louis, Cincinnati, San Francisco, the Dodgers winners. Binghamton Rumble Ponies start off a six game home series tonight at Moravito Stadium against the Portland Sea Dogs. It's a two for Tuesday. First pitch. 6:35, and that is a look at sports. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Uh, reports of uh, traffic backed up on Route 434 heading eastbound, right where Vestal Ave and uh, where they're building that pathway for the bikes and walk paths. Apparently, uh, traffic is very, very slow and backed up. We had two calls. Dave called us and Bob called us to let us know. Thanks, guys, for alerting us. If you can avoid that area, 
uh, on 435 Eastbound heading towards Binghamton where Vestal Ave is in that area right there. Uh, if you can find another alternate route, you might save yourself a little time and frustration. The, the road crews are doing the best they can, but uh, traffic is creeping through there from what I'm told. And um, it's not, uh, it, you know, people aren't going very fast. So anyway, if you're traveling that way, allow yourself a couple of extra minutes or find an alternate route. And we'll keep you updated. Milling and paving going on throughout the area in different areas, too. But uh, that one right there is the, the the biggest cluster we have this morning as far as traffic being knotted up a little bit. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast for today, mostly cloudy. Chance of showers and thunderstorms, a high near 70. Partly cloudy tonight, low around 50. Sunshine Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. High near 70 for Wednesday. Mid-70s Thursday, high near 80 on Friday. And for the weekend, partly sunny. Chance of afternoon showers on Sunday, or rather, Saturday, first day of summer, Sunday, mostly sunny. Highs both days near 80, and we're at 54 right now. It's WNBF First News, Binghamton. Doug Mosher along with Kathy White. Good morning to you. It's 8 With the news and information you can trust, this is WNBF First News. Here's Doug Mosher. Good morning to you once again. It's uh, going to be another one of those days. We'll see some showers and thunderstorms today, a high near 70. But the sun is coming, folks, right into the first official day of summer on Sunday, we'll see some sunshine and a high near 80. Joining us right now, it's Alumnus Day again. Ladies and gentlemen, WNBF's Roger Neal. Hey, Mojo, good morning. <laughs> good morning to you. How's it going? Doing very well, thank you. You know, it's it's weird. I was thinking about this. It was just about a year ago uh, that uh, you were doing your final shows here on WNBF. And uh, how's the last year been for you? It's gone very very quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah, amazingly fast. Um, some of the things that, you know, when you're working full-time, you don't have time to do. I've been able to do. We do want to do some traveling here this summer. But, uh, of course, with COVID, everybody was fairly uh, locked down. So we didn't do a lot of the things that I'd planned the first year. But uh, it's been great. It's been a lot of fun. I've been kept involved in many activities. And, um, you know, it, 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 it's amazing how fast time has flown. I know. I, I totally agree with you, Roger. We all miss you here, and we're glad that, first of all, we're glad you were going to be working with you again with the Dick Sporting Goods Open, and we're excited about getting you back on the airwaves again with us. Well, thank you. I'm looking forward to it very much. Uh, I've been able to cover um, all the tournaments that they've had at Enjoy since back in 1979. That includes, of course, the BC Open, and then uh, after that, the Dick Sporting Goods Open. So we're excited to be back and have a chance to... Uh, to cover that uh, from the start to the finish coming up on July 4th weekend. So it's, it's not that far away. I know the preparations have been full scale down at the golf course getting ready for it, and they'll really heighten things up here the next week or so. So it's exciting, and it's a great event, and um, thank goodness that you know everything has worked out to, to have uh, the tournament, even though there'll still be a limited capacity of uh, people who can attend. Uh, still the fact that it's going on is a, is a big uh, plus for our area. Yeah, we're all excited about it, and thanks to uh, two of our radio legends here, Bill Flynn and Roger Neal, we're going to make this happen. Uh, Rog, uh, a couple things I wanted to mention. First of all, Binghamton University's Emily McKay got her second All-American Honors. Did you see that? Yes, she's uh, what a great uh, year for her. Uh, Emily is a UE grad, and then, of course, with Binghamton University, she still has a year of eligibility, too, so... It's exciting. She just finished this past weekend, the 5,000 meters, seventh in the country. And that includes all the big schools, Alabama, Clemson, you name it. Anybody that could uh, to qualify um, was there, and she was right in the pack. 
Um, I was watching on ESPN, you, my wife, and I, and I couldn't sit down. Uh, I kept pointing her out in the crowd, right in the middle of the pack, and then moved ahead uh, up into the, the first half of the group, and uh, it was tremendous. It was so exciting. And I think, uh, you know, I, I cheer. People probably all over the block could hear me cheering because <laughs> she was right in there till the end of it. And to finish seventh and uh, represent Binghamton University and her other, um, you know, uh, alumni group, uh, Union Endicott, tremendous. So it's it's wonderful to see anybody do that well from, from Binghamton. Uh, but also when they are a homegrown product like she is from UE, that's fabulous too. So. Emily McKay, congratulations to her, and uh, hopefully a lot more great things will be on the horizon for her. And uh, it was just so exciting you know, yeah. to see that. And when you can compete at a mid-major level with the best in the nation, you know you've done something. Do you think there might be some Olympic stuff going on here? Or? You know, I don't, I don't really know what, it, what what the plan is or what the mm-hmm. qualifying status is from here on. Right, but, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, obviously if she can finish in the top ten, in the NCAA's, uh, you know, the sky's the limit for her going forward. Yeah, she is an amazing athlete, though. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I know you're you're close to Binghamton University Athletics. You 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 have a great relationship with them as well as WNBA always has through you. So it's nice to be able to to uh, to talk about her and, and celebrate uh, this great honor, second time All American honor. That's Second time All American, and, and as I said, a chance to compete again next next uh, you know running season next year. So yeah. It's, it's exciting, and it's it's great. Uh, Rory Quiller, going back a number of years, won the pole vault championship, um, and so they've had other you know people with success. Uh, they've had all American wrestlers, of course, mm-hmm. uh, Lou Dupree, and others. So you know it, it's it's tremendous to see athletes shine at that level and compete against the best, not only in in our area and region, but the world. Yeah, what a feather in the cap of Binghamton University yeah. Athletics too. For hats yeah. off to them for you know for their program. Uh, also, we lost a sports legend, Raj. We, we lost Jim Mudcat Grant, and I know um, he was a, a big, big supporter of the local tournament. You've met him several times. Yeah, he he was uh, such a wonderful guy. Uh, it, it was he was one of those people that you know when you walked in or he walked in the room, as soon as you made contact with him, your whole day was better. Uh, he was just a shining star. And uh, I was fortunate on a number of occasions to interview him, whether it was at the press conferences talking about the golf tournament coming up or um, uh, Bruce Boyer, the president and CEO of uh, Security Mutual Life, was kind enough over the years to bring uh, a number of the, uh, the celebrity golfers in to guest on my show the day of the tournament. And so uh, Mudcant was a regular, of course, with that, and the other people like Ferguson Jenkins, and uh, the list goes on and on. Uh, Vita Blue was on the program. Um, you know, a number of uh, standouts over the course of the years. Gaylord Perry uh, came in, and then, um, you know, they would go out from our, our show uh, and play in the golf tournament. And they had a big reception the night before when uh, the golfers and the celebrities were, were on hand to meet sponsors and media people. So it was wonderful. My my eternal thanks to Bruce Boyer because you know he made that happen, and the fact that we were just a block away from Security Mutual made it pretty easy to get the golfers down to our studios. And uh, Vern Law was a regular; he was on a number of times with us. But Mike Cant, what a wonderful person! Uh, I don't, I, I can't imagine anybody meeting him and not not just liking the guy, but loving the guy because he he was like walking sunshine. And um, 
you know, the, he, the connection that he developed with Bruce Boyer, they named the tournament after him. It was started back in 2002. Unfortunately, we got word that his health was failing. He was not able to uh, to take part in, in any of the, uh, the festivities or uh, preparations last year, even though, of course, it was it was hindered by the COVID situation. But Al Downing pretty much became the spokesman uh, for the, the event. Hopefully he will continue on because he's a, a huge booster of our area as well. But, mm-hmm. but Mudcamp, what a career. Uh, he was uh, a tremendous pitcher, 14 years in the major leagues. Best season, 21-7 and in 1965, pitching for the Minnesota Twins. They went to the World Series and lost in seven games to the Dodgers that year. But then, after his playing days, he he wrote a book called The Black Aces, which featured highlights of uh, 13 African-American pitchers who had won 20 or more games in one season. Of course, he was one of them, the initial one in the American League. So uh, that was a great book. And uh, that, that he wrote, you can still get it. You can look online for information on that. But the the uh, event itself has raised tens of thousands of dollars over the years for our community, highlighting Catholic charities, Chow, the Binghamton Boys and Girls Club, Broome County Urban League, and also veterans uh, housing. So a lot of people have been touched by the efforts of Mudcat Grant, and he, along with being a tremendous athlete. Uh, and again, you know, they at the and the era he played, a they had to fight, you know, the, the racial issue. Oh yeah, yeah. But also, um, the money was nowhere anywhere near what it is now. And mm-hmm. so, many of the players had jobs in the off season. I know Elroy Face of the Pirates was a carpenter. You had people who uh, you know built homes, did all kinds of things, taught school. He was uh, a singer, and he had Mudcat and the Kittens, a group that toured the country. He had backup singers, and uh, he was very good. And he would still sing into his later years when he came in for the tournament, too. And a tremendously gifted singer who obviously had the attention of people because of his status as a professional baseball player. But then they heard him sing, and they say, my goodness, you're fabulous. You know, you don't have to go on your baseball laurels because you're a good singer, too. And he entertained a lot of people. But just a a great guy, and and I I know I'm blessed to have met him and this community is blessed to have had him take such an interest in Security Mutual and these different charities that uh, that the uh, the golf tournament, uh, Mudcat Grants All-Star Golf Tournament put on by Security Mutual Life. Um, this community is much better off for his presence. Yeah, and uh, I've met him a few times myself when he was in town, Roger. I think the last time we had him upstairs in the conference room, didn't we? Yes. Yeah. Yes, he is, is, I mentioned his health was failing, and it was just easier for him to come right in off street level then they come down into our studios, which are a lower level, and right. so we set up everything the last couple of years up there. And what a great time! Yeah. It was a round table, and uh, you know, I, I, I've got to be honest, I've done a lot of games, a lot of events, and that that was the one event every year I look forward to so much more than anything because it was a lot of fun. And you know, I kind of grew up in that era of a lot of those guys that played. Vernon Law was a favorite of mine for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and so when they would come on, it was like a little kid again, you know. Yeah, is, uh, does he have some memorabilia up at the Greater Binghamton Sports Hall of Fame? We have uh, uh, some memorabilia from um, uh, from that, but we don't. I don't know that there's anything specifically with Mudcat, but there right. are all kinds of other items up there. Yes, yeah, because yeah. yeah, I know he played briefly with the Binghamton Triplets as well. Well, well that was Al Downing. Oh, Al Downing. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, Al, that's what I. That's what yeah. I meant. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and Al is just you know an equally superb person too. Um, Mm-hmm. And, you know, when he comes back, it's a similar type thing. 
to um, you know highlight the area. And it, I think it's just great that these people have taken the interest in Security Mutual has done the same to literally carry the ball for this tournament, but also to bring in these types of people to to highlight things. And so, you know, the, the overall situation losing Mudcat Grant, we you know not only the country but but we locally have lost an icon as well because he was just a tremendous person yeah and a great advocate of of things that he helped us do as you mentioned the charities locally here too now the tournament's going to go on in september correct yes yes first part of september they'll have it again Uh, i'm sure they'll have more details coming out uh, you know as it gets closer but they plan to have everything uh, going once again um and i'm sure there'll be a lot of uh, a lot of memories discussed about mudcat during that because he was the one that you know, focused everything in on the tournament and got a lot of publicity for the event. Yeah, and we thank you for sharing your memories of them, too. You've been out to any of the Ponies games? I have been, yes. Yes, I was uh, there. Uh, let's see, last game I was at was uh, last Thursday night. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's it's fun to be out there and see JB and, yeah. and Eddie from the front office, um, John Hughes when he's attending games. And it's just nice to be able to, to, to get outdoors again and see some good baseball, and I'm glad to see that they're playing better. Yeah, um, always good to get a chance to say hello to, to Jacob Wilkins, the the voice. He is doing games online, all the home games, and the away games are being picked up on the website of the Rumble Ponies uh, from the home team broadcasters, so you can get access to the games. And it's just a lot of fun. Uh, but the big thing, people are so happy. You can just see people come into that ballpark and start to smile because. To get back outdoors and see an event like that again is fun. So yeah. it, it's been good. Yeah, and attendance has been good this year so far. Two people are jonesing, like you said, to get out there. And you know, it's it, the thing about about that, and the thing about for me for baseball is I can watch baseball on TV, but honestly, it's a three dimensional game, and to be at the park is just that's the best view you're going to get. Oh, sure, you have the excitement of it, and you know, you can actually uh, see some of the plays that the TV cameras can't pick up if a ball's going out of play or whatever, and some of the. Just the ambiance of it all, I think, is uh, is so exciting, and to see the little kids, you know, when a ball goes up into the stands and they're they're going for it and trying to get a nice souvenir out of it, or mom and dad are looking to to uh, to grab a, a ball so that the kids get one, and the players are great about tossing things up, you know, uh, a ball into the crowd, uh, maybe the last out of an inning, they'll toss it up to a young fan too. So it's a, it's a super atmosphere. We're very lucky to have the team back and in operation and. And it's fun to watch, and I wish them the best here coming up their home again tonight uh, with Portland. Yeah, so they're you know they're, that homestand continues. Yeah, six games, folks. You can get out there six thirty-five tonight, two for Tuesday. And Roger, we're looking forward to having you part of the Dick Sporting Goods Open this year. You're going to be giving us reports. Many people will be interested, and uh, we'll have reports for you guys uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday right through the tournament. And uh, boy, it's just great to have you back on the airwaves again with us. Well, thank you. I'm looking forward to it. Uh... Like a bad penny, I'm not, not going away, you know. But, uh, <laughs> we don't want you to go away. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, quite enjoyable to be involved. I, I, I want to give a shout-out to my good friend, Father Ted, too. Yes. Uh, Bill Flynn was up at the Sacred Heart Ukrainian Church uh, over the weekend, and uh, I, when I heard Bill uh, broadcasting about the event, I uh, it, it, it jogged in my memory. I've got to get up there and get some of that delicious alupki and all the great food that they have, and I had a chance to say hello to Father Ted, too, so my day was made brighter by seeing him, and uh, I enjoyed the food and, and, and all the great folks that I had a chance to say hello to up there, so yeah, it's, it's nice to see things kind of back in operation, and, and Bill Flynn is everywhere, so it's great to, to have him out in the community again, too. Yeah, we're excited about it, too, and Roger, you and I, got to, we got to do lunch again soon. Absolutely. So I never met a lunch I didn't like. <laughs> we'll make that happen. <laughs> hey, thank
thanks again for calling. I look forward to talking to you again real soon. All right, Mojo. Thank you. Have a great day. <laughs> you too, Roger. Thanks. Bye now. Bye-bye. Roger Neal, ladies and gentlemen, WNBF's Roger Neal. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 59 degrees at 8.31. Forecast for today, mostly cloudy, 70% chance of showers and thunderstorms and a high near 70. The Biden administration says it will enhance its analysis of threats from domestic terrorists as part of a nationwide strategy to combat, combat domestic terrorism. The new plan unveiled today includes enhancing the sharing of intelligence within law enforcement agencies. The administration will work with tech companies to eliminate terrorist content online. The National Security Council plan comes six months after a mob of insurgents loyal to President Donald Trump stormed the U.S. Capitol as Congress was voting to certify Joe Biden's presidential win. The Office of the Director of National Intelligence says domestic violent extremists pose an increased threat in 2021. President Biden calls domestic terrorism a stain on the soul of America. More hints from Russia that it may be ready to discuss a potential prisoner swap for two Americans that the U.S. says are being held hostage by Moscow on trumped-up charges. President Biden expected to raise the cases of the men, both former U.S. Marines and who have spent about two years in Russian prisons. That could potentially apply to Trevor Reed, one of the two former Marines the U.S. says Russia has imprisoned on trumped-up charges. Speaking with ABC on Monday in Texas, Reed's parents said they hope the summit can free him. We think this is our best chance right now to make it happen. But the Russian official said the same kind of transfer can't apply for the other ex-Marine, Paul Whelan. Patrick Reval, ABC News, at the Foreign Desk. WMBF First News Time 833. People who use Broom Transit can get a free ride on the bus if they show proof they got a vaccination against COVID-19 between now and July 14th. BC Transit is one of six public transportation providers outside of New York City, partnering with New York State to offer unlimited seven-day public transportation passes. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo made the announcement yesterday saying anyone who receives their first doses of Pfizer or Moderna or the single-dose Johnson & Johnson vaccine between today and July 14th and then presents proof of the vaccination at the participating transportation redemption centers no later than July 14th. We'll get an unlimited seven-day public transportation pass for a participating providers network. Cuomo is pushing his goal of getting 70% of adult New Yorkers with at least one dose of a COVID vaccine in order to be able to lift the majority of restrictions that were put in place to try to curb the spread of the coronavirus. As of yesterday's update, New York was tantalizingly close at 69.9% of adults over the age of 18 at least partially vaccinated. 61.3% of New Yorkers aged 18 and over are fully vaccinated. 50% of all New Yorkers, including those aged 12 to 17, have been completely vaccinated. The Broome County Department of Motor Vehicles Satellite Office in Harpersville is back in business by appointment after being closed down during the pandemic. Other DMV offices in Binghamton and Endicott resumed operations by appointment last September and got back to walk-in service at the end of March. 
Saturday hours at Endicott DMV have resumed and the weekly satellite offices in Conklin, Whitney Point and Windsor reopened when their town halls resumed public access. Broome County Clerk Joseph Mahalko was joined by New York State Assemblyman Joseph Angelino and Colesville Town Supervisor Glenn Windsor at the Eastern Broome Senior Center yesterday for the reopening of the Harpersville satellite, returning Broome to the same level of Department of Motor Vehicle Services offered before the pandemic. Residents can make appointments for the Harpersville office at broomecountyclerk.setmore.com. Mahalko reminds drivers that when DMV transactions are processed locally, the county keeps 12.7% of the fees to fund projects in Broome County. When the transactions are done online with the state, the county does not get that infrastructure money. An Endicott man is guilty of felony weapon possession charges for a shooting incident at a home on East Main Street in the village a year ago. Antonio Goodman was found guilty in Broome County Court of two counts of criminal possession of a weapon for the shooting on June 2nd last year, where a 26-year-old man was wounded during the evening argument. Prosecutors say the shooting was linked to a dispute that had occurred earlier in the day. 44-year-old Antoine Goodman, Antonio's brother, pleaded guilty last September to criminal weapon possession for discharging an illegal firearm in the incident. He's serving an eight-year sentence at the Elmira State Prison. Antonio Goodman is scheduled to be sentenced in August. It's 8.36 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF. This is WNBF First News. Here's Doug Mosher. Somebody's knocking. Country singer Terry Gibbs, 67 today. Somebody's knocking. I'm not sure who it is. Should I let him in? Maybe it's Bob Joseph. He'll, he'll be in soon. About a half hour for WNBF's Binghamton Now. And, uh, of course, you'll be invited to call in as well with uh, your comments and uh, concerns. And Bob will probably have some guests on the show with him, too. We just spoke with Roger Neal a couple of minutes ago, excited about Roger being uh, back with us again, doing some reports from the Dick Sporting Goods Open, which is coming up right on the heels of uh, just a couple of weeks here. We've got this weekend, Father's Day weekend, and the following weekend, and then it's the 4th of July weekend, and that's the weekend of the Dick Sporting Goods Open. Taking on a little bit different look this year because of the uh, the pandemic that we're coming out of right now so things will start to get back to normal as we're seeing that we're seeing the new york state fair is opening people will be able to go there and enjoy that this summer we have the afton fair here we have uh several of the festivals and many of them have been you know still kind of taking it easy because we don't want to go hog wild on stuff but people have been uh really really uh embracing these events we talked about the attendance at Morabito stadium with the Binghamton Rumble Ponies, people are jonesing to get out there and watch some baseball root on our team. And they got six games starting tonight, a six-game homestand here uh, against the Portland Sea Dogs. So we'll look forward to that. And uh, they just came off six games at home here as well. So uh, 
chance to go out and enjoy a game. It's a two for Tuesday tonight as well. And uh, I like, you know, the thing about going out and enjoying the sporting events here, first of all, we're blessed to have a professional baseball team uh, here, right here in our hip pocket, and uh, some really quality uh, baseball and, of course, all the fun that uh, is provided around it and different theme nights and, of course, fireworks many of the nights as well. So I look forward to that. Rooting on. Our Binghamton Rumble Ponies. Ruby Nash Garnett of Ruby and the Romantics also celebrating a birthday. 87 today. We played that song, Our Day Will Come, earlier. Steve Walsh from the group Kansas is 70 today. And actor Jim Bellucci, Mr. Destiny, is 67 today. Ever watch that movie, Mr. Destiny? It's uh, Jim Bellucci's in it, Michael Caine's in it, and uh, the girl that played in the Terminator movies, Linda Hamilton. Isn't it? And uh, some of the other some of the other supporting casts, including John Lovitz. It's a great movie. It's uh, kind of about a, a guy who has a life a certain way, and he's kind of bored with it. And all of a sudden, his, he sees what his life is like, almost like it's a wonderful life, but not quite. It doesn't drag on that long. But uh, it's pretty interesting. It's one of my favorite Jim Bellucci movies, Mr. Destiny. Julie Haggerty from the Airplane movies is 66 today. Helen Hunt, actress, is 58. Courtney Cox from Friends. They just had that big Friends reunion. She is 57. Rapper, actor Ice Cube is 52. Actor Leo Romini. It's from uh, King of Queens. Leo Romini. She is 51 today. Actor Neil Patrick Harris from Doogie Howser and How I Met Your Mother. He's 48. And some of the folks... Celebrating with us. We're going to check our WNBF Broom Tioga Workforce New York job report. That's coming right up. Temperatures today going to hit uh, about 70, mostly cloudy, some showers and thunderstorms this afternoon, but uh, it's going to get a little better. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we've got sunshine all three days. Right now, 55. To learn how to use the volatility to your advantage. Don't wait. Text the word money to 813-813 now. Go to vantagepointsoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. This is WNBF First News. Here's Doug Mosher. And it is time for our Broom Tiger Workforce job report from the Career Center in the Oakdale Mall. Steve is joining us. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Doug. And we are all set. You got that big job fair coming up today, too, so let's talk about that and your job report. Absolutely. Uh, so the job report today is going to be just three of the over 70 positions that we're going to have available today at the job fair. So I'll start with those, and we'll talk a little bit more about the job fair. Hot job number one is with PeopleLink Staffing. They're looking for a forklift operator. Uh, duties include unload, load, and transport of oversized loads, operation of stand-up and sit-down forklifts, inventory, scale, and preparation for shipment, and assisting warehouse associates with dismantle, sorting, and packing. The second job is with the Broome County Government looking for a personnel assistant. This work involves assisting in the administration of personnel functions with likely appointments to the civil service, employee benefits, or personnel administration sections. This position will be responsible for the day-to-day operations of the assigned section, including uh, record maintenance and correspondence with employees, department heads, and the general public. 
And the third job is the children's place. They are looking for a store lead. This position is responsible for supporting the store leadership team by completing cash wrap operations, opening and closing procedures, and acting as the leader on duty. The store lead will model, encourage, and demonstrate exceptional customer service and motivate and inspire associates to create a positive store environment. Uh, So again, those are three of the over 70 positions today available at the job fair. If you're interested, come down to the center court in the mall from 1 to 3. We've also got Remedy Staffing, Willow Run Foods, Macintosh, Bates Troy, At Care, Shenango Valley School District, Achieve, Frito-Lay, EMT Metals, UHS, SEFCU, Sam Screen, um, and Broom County Staffing, People Inc., uh, Broom County Personnel, People Link Staffing. You know, we are ready and prepared to meet with you, have you discuss with all the employers for any possible position you may be interested in. Uh, please give us a call, 607-778-6441, or check out some more information on the job fair on our Facebook page, Broom Tiger Works. Man, I'll tell you, it's over 70 jobs, Steve. There's a lot of opportunities for people who either want to switch careers or want to get back out there in the workplace, too. Absolutely, and that's just 70 job titles. Mm-hmm. Many of those job titles have multiple positions, so the number of jobs available for you to grab a hold of is just innumerable. So please spread the word, folks. If you know somebody who's looking, send them up to the mall today. The hours again, Steve? Uh, 1 to 3, Center Court of the Mall. So you can't miss it, Center Court, Oakdale Mall. Plenty of parking, and uh, get out there and get back to work. If you're looking for employment, they can help you out. Steve, as always, we appreciate it. We'll look forward to Workforce Wednesday tomorrow. Absolutely. Talk to you, Marta. All right. Have a great day. Bye now. Broom Tiger Workforce New York, the job fair today, Center Court, the Oakdale Mall, 1 to 3. Don't forget, swing by there. Uh, over 70 positions with possibly multiple, 70 different job titles with multiple positions. So there's plenty of opportunities uh, for you if you're looking for work or if you know somebody that is. WNBF First News Time is 8.50. We're going to wrap things up and get ready for Bob Joseph with WNBF's Binghamton now coming your way a little bit after 9 this morning. 59 degrees on a way to temperatures today near 70 could see some thunder boomers in there too as well welcome to first news binghamton on news radio 1290 wnbf Here's Doug Mosher. Get ready to wind things down. Hey, Kathy, tell us your old possum story. <laughs> we were talking about uh, possums being the only marsupial in the United States. You're the one that started this. Yeah, and you know what? They, on their hind legs, they actually have an opposable thumb. Oh, they do? That's why they can hang upside down. Awesome. But you had a little run-in with one. I didn't, but, um, yeah, the dogs were real interested in something at about quarter after nine last night after I'd already gone to bed, but they got me up to let them out. (laughs) Sir Lancelot pointed it out, and since Jack is a lot bigger and he can reach, I believe this thing was on the, the top of the fence. Right. And next thing I know, fortunately, I'd shut the back door. Because all of a sudden, Jack's got something in his mouth, and he's headed directly for the house with it. Mm -hmm. And it was a a baby possum. It was about the size of, you know, it wasn't the, I'm trying to figure out how you would say, maybe about 8 inches to Mm -hmm. 10 inches long. And uh, I'm screaming. I've got a water bottle. That's how I convinced Lancelot to come in. And I'm squirting him in the face trying to get him to drop this thing. the husband 
dragging him away from Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> he comes running out, and he, he starts yelling at Jack. And finally, Jack dropped the thing, and my husband got the dog back in the house. I got Sir Lancelot back. And the possum laid there for a second playing possum. Right. And then it flipped back over and was right side up and was hissing and everything else. So the husband takes the pooper scooper and picks up the possum with the pooper scooper. <laughs> And takes it on the other side of the fence to let it go. So I don't know if it's will have survived or not, but they're uh, yeah, they're, we have a lot of them around here. People don't realize that there's well, quite a few. They're nasty looking and everything. They got very sharp, pointy teeth. The dog is okay, mm-hmm. um, but the thing is, people don't realize they're omnivores. They will eat anything. Yeah, and one of the things that they eat, which is a really really good thing, they will eat loads of ticks oh really they are a good thing for keeping some of the ticks under Mm -hmm. control because you know what a problem we have with ticks oh yeah in this area but that is one of the things that possums opossums eat they call them the virginia possum even though they're the northeastern possum but the official name of it is the virginia possum yeah they got some long name uh, well the latin or whatever and all that yeah but yeah um I'm not a big fan of them, but you know I understand their niche in the environment. They're they're garbage men. They clean up, mm-hmm. carrion and everything else. But one of the biggest things that is very good about opossums, even though they look like big rats, is they <laughs> do eat ticks. Yeah, well, that is a good thing. That so is a good have thing. you learned enough about possums? I am. I, I'm learning as we go. Do they? They are they? Do they have rabies or anything? Do they? I do not believe, but yeah. I wouldn't put it past. I yeah, Don't quote me on that. We yeah. can call the health department on that. One thing that's kind of interesting is once the little babies get out of the, the mom's pouch, as you mentioned, they're marsupials. Right. Um, and my neighbor mentioned that he had seen the mama running across our yard. She carries the babies on her back. Oh, really? And there can be, you know, six to eight wow. babies. I don't know how many. That, she has one less now. <laughs> Do they, I mean, so they, I, I hope, like I said, maybe Jack didn't squeeze it like a squeaky toy. Yeah. If he did, that's you know, it didn't make it. We're well. talking about her greyhounds, by the way, not, yes, not people. Jack. I mean, and that's yeah, and I can't be cross with them because that's what dogs do. Yeah, they're they're predators, and mm-hmm. that's what they do. Yeah. So. Oh. Yeah, I, just, I didn't. I don't know that much about them, but I'm learning more about them. Possums, that is. Possums. Oh, possums! You can't make them pets. No, I know yeah. some people. I've actually saw a, a thing on Animal Planet one time where they ended up. The lady ended up uh, donating her pet possum to. I think it was the San Diego Zoo as an educational animal. Because, mm-hmm. but no, boy, they have got nasty teeth. So there you go, folks. Uh, a little education in opossums. Opossum primer. Opossum primer. <laughs> All right. Kathy will be joining us coming up here with local news in a few minutes. And of course, we'll be back with you again tomorrow at 530 for WNBF First News Binghamton as well. As always, I have a great day when I'm with you guys. And Bob will be coming in next. And I'm sure there'll be some interesting topics to discuss on the program this morning with Bob Joseph and you and probably some special guests as well. 772-1290 is the number. Not now, but when Bob is in, he'll uh, let you know when it's time to call in, when the phone lines are open and uh, the microphone will be on and we'll be able to 
call in and talk about what's on your mind. A lot of things going on in the world as we continue to dig ourselves out of this pandemic. Weather-wise today, clouds, showers, and thunderstorms are high near 70. Partly cloudy tonight, low around 50. But then we're going to see sunshine Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. High near 70 Wednesday, mid-70s Thursday, high near 80 on Friday and for the weekend. Partly sunny Saturday, chance of showers, mostly sunny Sunday for the first day of summer. Both days, temperatures near 80. And right now we're about 60 degrees. Be back with you again tomorrow morning. Enjoy the day. Have a great one. And thank you for allowing us to be part of your morning. Stay tuned for Binghamton Now, WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. Good morning. It's 9 a.m.